What's up, y'all? Welcome back. A happy Skews Day to you. I'm back this week, and I brought a mustache with me. How you doing? It's November 21st, 2023. I'm Trey. That's Mark. What's up, Mark? Did you miss me? Did, buddy. You had, uh, those of you who didn't listen last week or watch last week, uh, Trey had to cancel last minute because he didn't have Wi-Fi. Um, Corey uh, hopped on in his stead and did uh, an admirable job uh, not knowing anything that we're going to talk about. Uh, before he came on, I like I mean, to be fair, Corey never knows what, you know yeah. what I mean? Even when we tell Corey a week in advance he's got to sit in for one of us he still doesn't you know part of his charm i think he's like no yeah. it's better it's better if i don't know nothing I and mean, i just mm-hmm. learn everything along with the audience that's what hits for him you know and i'm not arguing speaking of not knowing we're talking about thanksgiving stuff we came on. by the way the mustache plays but i like it uh Appreciate the it. uh uh you do it you do it in november is that what you're doing yeah and I, sort of so first of all i feel like has that even been a thing for like the past seven years? I knew it was a thing for a while, but I feel like it stopped being a thing. So it's a little 2000 and late of me, but really what happened was I went to that, I went to that NASCAR championship race, like the first weekend in November and I was going to a NASCAR race. So I got a Dale Earnhardt shirt and I shaved everything, but the mustache, you know, took Hmm. my glasses off, put a ball cap on. So I fit all in an effort to fit in better. And then I was like, you know, I was like, hell, I'll just keep the mustache for a bit. So that's what I, that's what I've been doing. Uh, we can want to do Thanksgiving stuff and Matt, uh, Matt asked us if we had ham rolled up, ham with pickles and pickles cream and cream cheese. cheese. Yeah. It's I, a pair. <laughs> he said, it, he said it's a Midwestern thing. I'm about to look it up real quick. Uh, ham, pickles, cream cheese, roll ups. Yeah. So you got a whole pickle in the middle and you wrap cream cheese and ham around it. So it's like a spiral thing, ham, pickle, roll up. So the Midwest dude. <laughs> You can always count in the Midwest to do some like super white people type of food offerings. You know what I mean? That are like egregiously not healthy. I mean, in the South, we're egregiously not healthy too, food wise. But like, but it tastes good. Yeah, right. But it's not. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 ham thing is like someone clearly promised they'd bring an appetizer to Thanksgiving one year and then forgot to shop and just all it's all they had in their fucking fridge was ham and cream cheese and pickles. Tracy Tracy Bowman. Uh, from Facebook says uh, she calls that Minnesota sushi. I guess so. <laughs> so there All you right. go. Yeah, everybody enjoy your atrocious treats uh, on Thursday. Uh, we got a fun show. This is a holiday week. Week. I thought we'd do a fun one uh, and not be depressing. Uh, it's mostly uh, all dumbasses and weird people doing fucked up shit around our country. That's uh, not. I mean, it's always damaging, but. Not the normal hellscape of horrors we usually go through. Uh, yesterday was Joe Biden's 81st birthday, mm-hmm. which yes, he uh, celebrated. They put all 81 candles on a cake, and it looked like uh, a raging inferno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be, but he did, I mean, you know, him or whoever runs his social media stuff, it was a picture of him in front of the birthday cake, which was a raging inferno on top. But the caption, he made some crack about, like, you know, everything. Apparently, when you turn 146, it's hard to fit all the candles on your cake or something. So he kind of did a dig at himself for being old. But I did a video yesterday about his age because I saw it was his birthday and I knew it was going to be nothing but people bitching about how old he Mm -hmm. is and running again. So I made a video about that. Yeah. You made a joke about it, like you made it to a joke. He's like, it's tough turning 60, pretending to be, you know, uh, mm-hmm. have dementia. And the, but then he also he mixed up Taylor Swift and Britney Spears. Uh, and trying to deliver a joke. Don't do not let Joe Biden talk about pop culture, whoever's putting stuff in a cell prompter. Well, I didn't say uh, that. What did he, what happened? In what context did he mix up Taylor he and was, Britney? He was talking about, he was doing the turkey pardoning. And yeah. I, I missed the content. I think he was talking about how hot it was over his birthday cake. And I don't know if you saw that Taylor Swift had to postpone some shows in Brazil because it was like, 
like a hundred equivalent of 140 degrees and someone died at one of her concerts and people were passing Dang. out stuff. So I made a joke about being hot, like at Britney Spears concert or whatever. There's also <laughs> one of their big pushes lately is fighting junk fees, especially for like concert goers and banks and stuff. So like, uh, that was part of trying to tie into that. Uh, more updates on South America while we're on it. Uh, that crazy psycho running for president of Argent- Ar- Argentina um, named um, M- M- Javier Milley. Millet? I'm sorry, I'm probably saying it wrong. Uh, one, uh, this is <laughs> this is one of those things like it's happening all over the world where right-wing populists are getting elected like a primal screen. We, t- we talked about it recently. Like Argentina's got like 140% inflation rate, 40% poverty rate. Like kids around 20 there have literally never known a decent year of their lives. So it's like, right. that's part of what's going on. But I don't know, if, like this guy literally does not have, an, have a party. I'm not sure how he's going to govern. Um, like he, I, don't, I don't know how their politics work. You know, with us, we got the two parties. And that's basically your only choice down there. So this dude just got elected president without even belonging to a political party. Is that yeah. not that weird for Argentina with the way their system works? Because that sounds pretty wild. I think it's. I think it's pretty weird. Uh, but so but he's like his platform. We talked a little bit about it, but like he wants a nationwide abortion ban. He wants to like get rid of their currency and just uh, use the U.S. dollar. Maybe that'll help their inflation crisis. I don't know. But he wants to like he's a libertarian. He wants to legalize people selling their organs. Yeah. Uh, that'll that's help the economy, I guess. That's how you yeah, know, yeah. yeah, that's how you know your economy's in good shape. <laughs> They're like, we're going to institute a new uh, system where you can sell your own kidney. Hey, be a, be a self-starter. Who needs two of them anyway? Yeah. I feel like that just uh, also incentivizes those bathtub kidney uh-huh. thieves that we all heard about as kids, you know, especially yeah. in South America. You go down there, you wake up in a bathtub. Well, now, you know, there's a lot more. A lot more right. profit to be had if you can just do that legally. Yeah, I mean, I guess Who's, the abduction part's not legal, but you know what I mean. <laughs> right, but like, if, like you're legalizing organ trade. How are you gonna like? How are you gonna? Who's gonna do in the proof of custody? He's a libertarian. He's not gonna stand up some bureaucracy to make sure the organs are legit. So you can literally just take someone's organs and sell them. Right. Um, uh, to extend, he has a, another real any other uh, real like campaign platforms. He was pro threesome. Uh, <laughs> he's also like, he's not married or whatever. It was, it, he, he, he says his sister is going to be the first lady and people are making jokes about him fucking his sister yeah, and well his, yep. ha- having weird sex parties with his sister and his three cloned dogs. And he said his, his joke air quote joke was not my dogs. So mid Jews joking about fucking his sister. <laughs> uh, good luck, Argentina. Uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> how long did their president serve for down there? I don't, you know? I don't know. No, because, I have mixed feelings anytime something like this happens. It's like part of me is kind of like I'm a little bit part of me feels good about it, part of me feels bad about it. The part of me that feels good is I'm like, okay, we're not like we're not the only, you know, dipshit country doing stuff like this or whatever, but we are like the flag, the torchbearer for that type of dipshittery for oh. sure. But like but also it does suck to know that it's happening anywhere else. You know what I mean? In any oh, yeah. other country. It's a bummer. But I guess when people get desperate, you know, it's a similar thing as like the narrative mm-hmm. with Trump. Like you said, if the econ- if everything is that bad for that many people, you know, the, uh, these authoritarian types, um, they can like strike a chord with them, I guess. Yeah. There's also a thing where like, when you when you see the yourself as a protagonist of reality, if things are going poorly for you personally, think of that, like you should just be able to tear out the mandate and, you know, 
fuck the world up. <laughs> yeah. uh, and by the way, this guy calls himself the Donald Trump of Argentina and Trump endorsed him. And Trump said that the, the headline of the story I read about said, I'm very proud of you. Trump celebrates Argentina president like Javier Millet. Uh, Another, uh, the Donald Trump of uh, Brazil, Brazil, who's mm-hmm. no longer in office, Jair Bolsonaro, is he can't run for president until 2030 because he might end up in jail because he did so much fucked up shit. But he's also under investigation right now because he was caught on video, like harassing a whale on a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I thought Trump had turned pro whale. Bolsonaro, Trump has. Bolsonaro didn't yeah. get that memo from his, uh, you know, his mentor. They're, they, they're all in on the whales now because, you know, green stuff kills whales or whatever. You know, Trump's real into whales at present. So I don't know how yeah. happy he's going to be about this. But I read it. It's like he was out there on a jet ski. Do you think he was just out there like, oh, this is fucking wild. I'm on a jet ski and there's a whale. This hits for me because he's too dumb to know that, like, whales are not into that. And it freaks him out because, like, or do you think he was like, fuck this whale? <laughs> fuck this whale. Like <laughs> these, these, these right wing business psychos used to hate environmentalism because it got in the way of like regulations got in the way of business, but now they're just objectively anti-environment. Yeah. Like you got, uh, Bolsonaro's anti-environmental policies, by the way, got him the nickname Captain Chainsaw because he just wanted to like burn down the whole Amazon. Um, so like <laughs> Bolsonaro's entrance into politics he says his origin story was because he was ticketed for illegal fishing. So he wanted to tear down the government because he couldn't kill enough fish. I don't know what he was trying Damn, to do. Damn, dude, that's like Hitler not getting into <laughs> art school type yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, that is the origin story? Like, that's what mm-hmm. sets you off on that? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, back home with our own Bolsonaro, uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh <laughs> His campaign's falling apart. They had a big meeting where everyone was yelling at each other this week uh, about why they're in third place behind Nikki Haley, and they can't figure out how to attack her because, like, like Nikki Haley's their big problem, the, the big speed bump of the path to becoming president. But this exchange, it was a big, it was a screaming match between a guy named Jeff Rowe, who works for a super, uh, a DeSantis super PAC, and a guy named uh, works directly for Scott uh, for DeSantis called Scott Wagner. Let me read you this exchange because this is just this just slayed me. You have a stick up your ass, Scott Rowe fumed to Wagner. Why don't you come over here and get it, Wagner responded. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a that's not the comeback you want. Like, yeah, we, come over here, you know, <coughs> grab the thing in my ass if you want to. Do you want to? You want to grab the thing in my ass, huh? Yeah. And move it around a little bit. Treat me like your lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be up at night thinking about a better response to that one. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's like that reminds me of the Seinfeld jerk the jerk store call, they're all out of you episode. It's just like right. so like, oh my god, you really bumblefuck this one, dude. But yeah, that's uh, things are going great in the Santasville. Uh <laughs> good luck in your next career, Ron. <laughs> do you think like what do you think like when his strategists and the people at the top of his campaign, like when they're behind closed doors having like legit conversations about their, their circumstances. Like, what do you think, how much do they rationalize? Like, what do you think their plan is in their head? Like they're just getting wrecked, but like, so they just keep spending all this money. Try Like, do they have to tell themselves that like something is going to happen? That's going to take Trump out of it in some capacity. And they think they still got a shot. Like, I don't understand how you lie to yourself to that degree with how it's gone so far, you know? Yeah. It's a weird dance to be like, uh, we all love and support Donald Trump, of course, but we're waiting around hoping he dies. Right. <laughs> Cause that's right. the only way they have a shot. But yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, they, they never I did. I don't know. Like do, doing their campaign postmortem is going to be interesting. Cause I don't know whether they're going to be honest themselves. They were just too, too online and too into the culture war bullshit. They don't even say woke anymore. He hung his whole career on the word woke for like a year 
and then realized no one cared and they just stopped acting they acted like they never fucking hung their entire existence around uh, 12 trans people in florida or whatever it's like very very weird but yeah book yeah. bands don't play nationally turns out yeah well, at least there's that. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. Producer Matt is with us behind the scenes doing the things. It is Weekly Skews. Before we continue, of course, got a couple of items of business for you. Number one, if you'd like to see me perform live, go to TreyCrowder.com. I'll be in San Francisco uh, the week after thanks the weekend after Thanksgiving. And I got Lowell, Arkansas, and Nashville, Tennessee rounding out the year. In Nashville, those are the well-read holiday shows that we do every year. So Corey and Drew will be with me. Those are always a blast. So if you're in the Tennessee area, Come check us out. Uh, then I got 2024 dates. Some of them are actually on the website already, so I'll get you a new graphic soon. But anyway, come and see me. Also on TreyCrowder.com, you can find a link to me and Corey's book, Round Here and Over Yonder, a comedic travel guide. It's fun. It hits for people. If you'd like to hear us read it, then you can get the audio book on Audible as well. And lastly, if you enjoy this here show and like to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. You can go to weeklyskews.com slash more or just go on patreon and look me up five dollars a month get you access to full-length bonus episodes which we are due for one this week we needed me and mark and matt have to talk about that uh after the fact maybe get a black friday bonus skews for y'all or something along those lines but anyway yeah get some more skews in your life after the show tonight like mark said in the spirit of the holiday we've got a veritable bounty a smorgasbord a cornucopia if you will of dumbassery for you that we'll be working our way through as we head towards uh, the six o'clock hour. But first, let's go ahead and get started with the major daily, the, the daily dumbass itself for this week. Let's have. The DD this week is Master Yoda for MAGA not knowing who he was. This is a speaker. At no, no, Trump. No. I'm going to do it. Give me you're a second. To, Give me a second. Like I'm going to do okay. it. I'm going to do it. I've got a plan. God damn it. The dark side is very powerful in Biden. Crooked is he. Your country, he does not care. The force is strong in Trump. When he must, help him you can. Caucus for him you shall. For without his victory, all hope is lost. Okay. So... What the fuck? But also, it's hilarious to think of uh, Yoda being MAGA. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hmm, only two genders there are. You know, like, <laughs> like, I mean, he is he is like nine hundred years old or something. So he is a space papa. So like maybe, but I don't know. I also thought about that famous. There was a, like a famous line from the Phantom Menace where he's talking about young Anakin, I believe, but it could easily be directed at Trump or all of MAGA in general. It like so, totally applies to them too. It's where he goes, you know, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate mm-hmm. leads to suffering. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't think that Yoda would be, uh, I mean, Trump is like the Sithiest motherfucker in, in all of politics, except he's, stupid and incompetent which is those uh, are not sith traits but like he's definitely on the dark side you know what are these people right. doing they, i mean they always know this too because i've seen pro-trump photoshops of him as emperor palpatine right but like <laughs> yeah. the, the fear leads to anger anger leads to hate hate seeds to suffering that seems like like a mega to-do list right <laughs> yeah right yeah check it right through it yeah <laughs> uh so 
the only good response to this, the only wholly appropriate one, was Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself, uh, tweeted this in response to that video. Do uh, you have this, Matt? Or I can just read it. Uh, Here it the is. Cr- the cringe is strong with this one. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I, have, I have no idea who the fuck that asshole is or what that context was. That was at a Trump rally where he said a bunch of dumb shit like he always does. Um, I want to talk about this story. So there's a guy named Mike Davis, who's a MAGA lawyer and used to clerk for uh, Neil Gorsuch. Uh, he's been floated as Trump's potential attorney general in the next uh, Trump administration, and he is openly auditioning for it. Uh, he Yesterday, he went on social media and said that he wanted to arrest and deport MSNBC host uh, um, Mehdi Hassan, who is an American citizen. So they, they literally think they can deport American citizens if they're not originally from here or brown or Muslim. He also said he wanted to send Tim Tim Miller to a women's prison. Mm-hmm. Tim Miller is a Republican, former Republican operative who worked for Jeb Bush, who went hardcore anti-Trump. He also happens to be gay, which is what yeah. the prison Trump is a uh, prison joke is about. Um, yeah, me and Tim Miller, I believe I'm pretty sure I've got the right guy. Me and Tim Miller were on uh, Bill Maher's show together the day mm-hmm. that uh, RBG died. She died where it got announced that she died live on the air on that show. He was sitting there beside me. Pretty mm-hmm. wild. Only time I ever met Tim Miller. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, seems like a good dude as far as Republicans go. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> so Trump's, of course, I wanted to talk about this for a second. He had a, there was like one of those case suits trying to get him thrown off the ballot in Colorado for the 14th Amendment reasons for, you know, participating in an erection on January 6th. Uh, I said erection, insurrection. <laughs> he also participated in an erection on January 6th. Uh, the, uh, the judge agreed that Trump had participated in an insurrection, but said that pres- the president doesn't qualify as an officer of the Constitution under the, the just chicken shit stuff. He's like, yeah, he did it, but also I'm not going to do anything because I don't want the death threats. Um, but Trump's attorneys in that uh, in this case, in that case, um, made a weird argument that yeah, January sixth happened, but the people who do that stalker that that psycho shit for Trump are have an unrequited love for him. They compared it to the Trump to a victim of stalkers. Like, like said, he's basically Jody Foster to John Hinckley mm-hmm. and compared him to Jim, uh, the, the love interest character in dumb and dumber. Who's being yeah. pursued across the country by Jim Carrey. Yeah. Lauren Holly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dumb and dumber come up in presidential constitutional cases. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is the world we live in. I mean, like, I don't think that in a vacuum is, super not true <laughs> you know what i mean about trump and his followers like you know he doesn't give a shit about them you know wouldn't no. piss on them if they were on fire and probably act has active disdain for a huge chunk of them i'm sure and thinks they're just subhuman trash but they're useful mm-hmm. to him so that is true but like that ha- but he has you know i mean they are at his beck and call so he right. totally can you know, direct them to do, uh, you know, seditious things or whatnot. And in fact, did, are you telling me that Colorado case, the 14th amendment case, are you that that's over? Like that's done. The judge said, uh, yeah, I don't like, know if you're going to appeal it or whatever, but those things like, I actually think those things are stupid and dangerous. Cause like, if you want to give a pretext for the house, if they're controlled by Republicans, not that they need a pretext, but if you to throw the thing into chaos, if you go like, well, Trump, did not win a plurality of electoral votes, but he was on, wasn't on the ballot in a lot of blue states. And there's other Republicans who did win or whatever. It's like, it's going to create a mess. I just think like 
sorry, man, Trump exists and you got to beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about like his, his, this army of psychos are at his command or not unrequited. It is a two way love affair. He just doesn't respect them. Right. You know, uh, like, like there was a hearing this week from a, about appeals court about the, the gag order issued in the January 6th case. Um, and the judge, the judge, judges were trying to ask Trump's lawyers about the limits of their free speech argument about like, oh, yes, we understand he's running for president. And he's under trial. But also, like, what do you, is there anything you think we could tell, say that Trump cannot say? And they basically said no. And they asked him, what if he wanted to post on social media the names and addresses of his jurors? And they're like, yep, that'd be fine. And <laughs> I got to say, like one of the things that isn't fine or isn't supposed to be fine. <laughs> like, right. Like from, for, for a hardcore mob trials, people think the jury might be targeted or threatened. Like they, they usually they keep the juries are anonymous. Like they're behind a curtain and yeah. they, they're like driven to and from the courthouse by federal marshals. They might have to do this in this case. I, I feel like, like they totally should do that in this case, right. dude. I mean, because of his legions of insane followers and, and everything like, those people will not be safe. I don't think like if they're, you know, they, they should absolutely, you know, conceal their identities. Jury duty sucks hard enough. Like this is going to be like a, probably a, a months long trial. You're probably gonna have to be sequestered for it. So you're going to be in a hotel away from your family. You can't work. You're paid $10 a day. And now you're telling me I also might fucking get assassinated. <laughs> right. So like, yeah. Uh, Where you at on jury duty, by the way? I, I mean, I'm, I'm I don't like it, but I do right, it. right, um, okay. Because yeah, I've time. seen a movement. I don't know. It's not a movement, but a thing has emerged recently. I've seen like uh, Drew talked about it. Maybe on this show, or maybe that was well read. I can't remember. But Drew, former lawyer, talked about it, and I've seen TikTok videos and stuff made about it, pleading with people to stop making it a thing to you know get out of jury duty. Because you always mm-hmm. hear that's like a thing. I always hear all these ways you can get out of jury duty because nobody wants to do it, and I've heard defense attorneys people like drew and drew himself saying like yeah that don't hit people shouldn't do that because like we need people like that on the you know you know what i mean like me and you trying to get out of it or whatnot like drew's like no you would hit for me as a juror so stop doing that but you know it still sucks the one time i did it was during covid and i just had to call a number every day i was on call for jury duty and i never i never even got called in so it was totally fine for me it's the same thing. Last time I had it, it was just you, know, you call every morning when the courthouse opens to see if you yeah. have to come in. And I, it was like two, like a week, a week straight, and I didn't have to do it. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, we we had we had a buddy who I'm not going to name and shame because like it didn't play it, it. It didn't like he got out of jury duty. I'm not necessarily where he was trying to get out of it, but he was just overly honest. And I asked him if he had anything that would keep him from like convicting a person in the specific circumstances. And he was like, "Well, I, I tend not to trust cops." Yeah, <laughs> and I was I like, mean, "Well, I that's why you that need to, too. right? That's why you need to be on the jury because right. like the case should be buttoned up. You know, it right. should be. You shouldn't be like, well, it's fifty fifty either way. But I'm gonna say guilty because the cop says. Um, the uh, while we're on court stuff, I wanted to briefly mention this because this is a really the Supreme Court keeps embarrassing itself. So the conservative Supreme Court justices, mostly Clarence Thomas and Neil Gorsuch are playing this game where like, so the court will strike something down or, uh, you know, they'll post either a dissent or a concurring opinion. That's just theirs and make an argument that neither lawyer in the case made 
basically signaling to conservative movement lawyers or more psychotic judges in lower courts what argument they will they they would have upheld telling them how to bring the next case and this one has to do with the voting rights act mm-hmm. clarence thomas in a in a voting rights act case in a in a in a, uh, in a uh, concurring opinion no no this was in a dissent like the lower courts will take a dissent and act like it was the real opinion which is not not the way the system's supposed to work and uh, he said that, like the Voting Rights Act, nothing is in there. It says it's like you, you, an individual person could bring a case, which right. is stupid because if you can't go to court to stand up for your right, you do not have that right. 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 They're basically saying that only the attorney general can bring right. Voting Rights Act cases, which would mean under Republican presidents, right. there would be no voting rights. Right. Right, exactly. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, so that's obviously horseshit. So, like that dude, that lunatic from earlier, wants to deport the MSNBC host or whatever. He mm-hmm. becomes the attorney general, and the Voting Rights Act just doesn't exist. So, right. you know, they can just do whatever the fuck they want to election wise, continue to suppress votes and that type of thing, and there will be no one to police it because only one man can police it, and that man is someone for whom mm-hmm. voter suppression hits. So, that's yeah. not good. But rights, uh, rights don't hit for conservative judges. Uh, no. Like they keep doing this over and over again. Like that's why, like uh, qualified immunity in police and with police and prosecutors is so annoying. Like you can't sue somebody for violating your rights. You do not have a right. You just don't. There's nothing you can do. Um, so while on the Supreme Court, I wanted to mention the Supreme Court <laughs> rolled out a new ethics code to try and like squash criticisms of itself. But they, basically they did took everything they're already doing that's crooked and wrote a code down that, that lets them keep doing stuff they're doing. It's kind of, what they did was kind of funny because they took the, the, the ethics code that applies to lower courts, Xeroxed it, but changed took, took all the word shells out and uh, changed it to should. So instead of it being <laughs> a rule, it's just yeah. a suggestion. Suggestion, yeah. <laughs> There's also no enforcement mechanism and no penalties. Even if you violate the should, there's not like there's nothing that happens to you. They literally wrote down right. nothing. Like it is just like a judge should recuse, for example, if hypothetically the case in point would reveal his wife's seditious text messages to the White House chief of staff. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, that's also fine. <laughs> How'd you come uh, up with that hypothetical? Where'd that come uh, from? Just pulled it out of my ass. It's not yeah. something that definitely happened. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Or, um, Next up on our dumbasses list, the liberal media for daring to challenge Elon Musk to a battle of the blade. Look at this tweet. I cannot believe, even with Elon, this is a bit much for me. I can't believe he actually did this. Yeah. You're only listening. It's a picture of Elon Musk holding a samurai sword in front of a American flag with a longhorn skull above it. That looks, is that in Joe Rogan's place? Because it looks like Joe Rogan's background. To I me. bet it must be. But anyway. Yeah, so- it's him some random this- user, yeah. Some random user posted this picture, and he does the thing he does where he responds to some random loser <laughs> who's so a fan of his. It's a picture yeah. of him holding a sword in front of the American flag, and Elon Musk says in the tweet, uh, "There is a large graveyard filled with my enemies. I do not <laughs> wish to add to it, but will if given no choice. Those who pick fights with me do so at their own peril. But maybe this is their lucky day." So. I know what this is actually about, but like this is uh, this is I can't even quantify the amount of cringe. You could see the cringe <laughs> from this from space, dude. But it's almost like it it's almost sort of perversely inspirational because like you can become the richest man on earth while still being a neckbeard cringe lord dipshit. Like anyone who lacks the self awareness to recognize how 
stupid this looks and not at all genuinely badass. Like they aren't just be in their mom's basement, not mm-hmm. helping to run the world from their treasure trove and volcano layer or whatever. Like it's such a, we live in such a, a, a ridiculous timeline in society. Yeah, it's really <laughs> difficult to have $200 billion and zero friends. Um, so he had a really bizarre week, even by Elon standards. So late last week, um, talking about replying to random losers, somebody, people were arguing about Hitler. <laughs> sure. As you do on and, the internet. And, and one guy was like, if you, for you people who say Hitler was right, basically make your case. And this guy responded about how Jews, Jewish people stoke anti-white hatred. Mm-hmm. And Elon responded to this guy who only has 5,000 followers. No idea how Elon found it. Said, you have spoken the truth. All right. Which caused like when you're when you're when you're in a Twitter thread about how Hitler was right and you use the word truth, uh, people are going to get in their feelings about it. But then the Anti Defamation League, which is ostensibly a Jewish civil rights group, defended Elon because he's cracking down on pro- Palestinian voices on Twitter, and it's a really right. dangerous game to be playing to be like I'm fine with Jewish hatred as long as you also hate Palestinians, right? Yeah. I don't like that's that's a really yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, they kind of have to like you know. It's fine if you hate Jews as long as you love Israel or whatever. It's like right. that applies to the entire American right wing, you know what I right. mean? <laughs> or a lot of them. So it's like they're kind of like, eh, well, you know, you gotta, yeah, gotta so, roll with them, I guess. After that, Media Matters was like a like a left wing media watchdog group who uh, uh, played around with Twitter's algorithm. Basically, created some new accounts and followed a bunch of right wing accounts to see what what ads it would show them, and it showed white supremacist content for you feed next to ads for stuff like IBM and Apple. So yeah. a bunch of advertisers saw that and pulled all their ad support. So then Elon said he was going to file a lawsuit against media matters, then did so. <laughs> Even though in his lawsuit, he says that what they reported was accurate. He just didn't like the way they contextualize it, which is not lawsuit worthy. But anyway, that led to him somewhat. Another loser told him on Twitter that uh, uh, told him that David Brock, the founder of the nonprofit Media Matters, quote, was the boyfriend of James Alephantis, owner of Comet Ping Pong Pizza. <laughs> yes, the Pizzagate restaurant. <laughs> Alephantis, a pizza shop owner at that time, was on GQ's 50 Most Powerful People in D.C. list. Weird, Musk replied. Uh, Pizzagate, if yeah. you're not familiar, God bless you. Uh, mm-hmm. I want I want to live in your brain was a conspiracy theory that started QAnon basically about how the Hillary Clinton campaign, because their emails had leaked to on WikiLeaks, they were talking about ordering pizza from Pink, Comet Ping Pong. Obviously, those were coded letters about ordering sex trafficked children. Obviously, right. the this whole led- idea that like that the the like the epicenter of this evil satanic child sacrifice ring was the basement of a place called Comet Ping Pong Pizza is just, it kind of sums up their whole thing. I feel like, cause it's just so like patently stupid, like explicitly right. stupid, you know, <laughs> that uh, it's, it's wild. But yeah, I thought they were, I thought even they'd moved on from Pizzagate. I didn't know people were still hanging on to Me Pizzagate too. at this point. Yeah. I, I thought the moment where a guy drove from North Carolina with a bunch of guns and charged into Comet Ping Pong and demanded people show him where the basement was. And then he found out there was no basement and he surrendered and said, well, I guess I have bad intel. Now that guy's in prison. <laughs> <Intel>. uh, <laughs> I thought that was the death of this. 
Yeah. But anyway, like, so the attorney generals for both Texas and Missouri have said they're going to criminally investigate media matters for fraud, for right. telling the truth about what they saw. Anyway, uh, while we're on the subject of crazy conspiracy theories, a brand new one just dropped from Clay Higgins, a congressman from Louisiana, I believe. This was at a hearing with FBI Director Christopher Wray this week, and I, this is fun to get to the bottom of. I got this video, man. If you are asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically You're saying not. no? No. You're saying no? Not okay. violence orchestrated Let's by FBI on. sources or agents. Are you familiar with, with, you know what a ghost vehicle is? Director, director of the FBI certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. I'm not sure I've used that term before. <laughs> okay. It's pretty common in, in law enforcement. It's a vehicle that's that's used for secret purposes. It's painted over. These two buses in the middle here, they were the first to arrive at Union Station on January 6th, 0500. I have all this evidence. I'm showing you a tip of this iceberg. Mr. Chairman. These two buses Mr. are Chairman. painted completely white. Point of order. <laughs> are you Very significant that? hearing, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> it's it's two white buses. He found a picture right. of two white buses and he cracked the gaze. Uh, so <laughs> right. What is this? He's like, I don't understand. He's like, we've all seen the movies. We know the FBI. They sit in white but in white buses. That's what they do. They sit in a white van outside and they got computers in the back. Are you telling me that there's no FBI in these here white buses? Because yeah. I don't I, frankly I don't believe that, Director. So ghost buses and ghost cars are kind of sort of a real thing. I don't want to like, like he appears to match them all up in his head. So for criminals, a ghost car basically means like you altered your license plate. So uh, like you can skirt like tolls and automatic speed and red light cameras. All right. That's that's like people in New York call those ghost cars. It's like a lot of, a lot of cops do this to be able to, to be able to get away with street crimes because uh, they know how to work the system. So they can also like, in some contexts also can mean unmarked police cars, right? That have like, they're called that because they have like decals that show up under certain conditions, but not normally. I guess the other cops can see if you're a cop car. But in a DC context, a ghost bust is real and you're never going to guess what it is, Trey. So there's an app where you can follow real-time bus movements for the Metro in DC. Mm-hmm. But it has, it's been, it's been buggy with glitches. So sometimes it'll show a bus is close or arriving and the bus doesn't actually exist. And they're calling this ghost, ghost bus. bus. Yeah. All right. I mean, so that it, would, that is an issue. I mean, that would piss me off. Uh, that, right. That you waiting on the, a bus that never comes. Right. Yeah. So he took the ghost buses in DC with the criminal ghost cars in New York and the ghost cop cars. And he mashed them all up into one and asked the FBI director about them. And who had no idea what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> so they're still on the whole, like, it yes. was actually the FBI that uh, perpetrated January 6th and made it look like Trump supporters. Right. And that, like, they, Mike, Mike Johnson made it worse. He released all 44,000 hours of January 6th footage. So, of course, people are cherry picking to make it look like uh, uh, everyone was peaceful. Because, of course, there's some moments where people are just milling around in between. Beat, uh, that's after they beat the shit out of cops to get in there and took a shit on Nancy Pelosi's desk, right? Uh, not all the 10,000 people there were super violent. Everyone, no one thinks otherwise. Uh, but like they also, there's conspiracy. One of the footage, like there's a guy holding something in his hand 
The guy's name's Kevin Lyons. He's in prison, and he t- he testified. He admitted what he did. He allocuted and said, "I was a dumbass. Please forgive me." All right. But in his hand, people are saying that's a badge. Like, why would you flash a badge if you're undercover? But it was just a fucking vape pen. <laughs> it was a vape pen. So yeah. anyway, this conspiracy theory is back, and it's, it's, it's the new hotness. It's back in the day. It, it's uh, fully back now, baby. Thank yeah, you, it's a pretty sorry-ass undercover agent if you're flashing your badge in the middle of the op or whatever. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That's an odd choice. Speaking of odd choice, let's talk about this next one. Uh, Next honorable mention, the war on Christmas for getting so intense that Santa is now a disabled veteran. We sent one of our producers to Target and they found this. Gay nutcracker, complete with a rainbow hat, a trans flag, full price, $12. But right now it's on sale for eight. Target also sells Santa ornaments, but Target's Santa is in a wheelchair and is black. <laughs> and it's a good thing our chimney is wheelchair accessible, so Jesse Jr. is going to get all the gifts he wants. Okay, hey, the no wheelchair accessible chimney is kind of a good joke uh, for Jesse Waters. But, yeah. like, why, like, this is so run out of juice. Like, what? Like, right. Like, so I, this wasn't my joke, but someone else made the joke that the job of a nutcracker is literally to put nuts in your mouth. So, like, uh, well, of course. Yeah, <laughs> totally fits to have a gay one. Yeah, why not? Uh, uh, and also, Corey said, I think it was Corey in our group chat, said, you know, black disabled Santa there. Don't even need a sleigh. He can, it's just practical, really. He can just hook right yeah. up to the uh, to the reindeer if he needs to. Uh, yeah, going down the chimney is a problem. And also, I mean, Santa is a magical being, you know. I mm-hmm. feel like he could probably just magic himself out of a chair, but I just think black disabled Santa, it seems made up to me. It is like objectively hilarious. I think but <laughs> like, it feels like it's just, just like made to troll them or to piss them off. But like, I just don't understand why does it have to be only one thing? Like they sell the regular thing. You can have the regular thing if you want. They're not taking your thing away they just would like to sell more stuff to more people because they're a fucking company and that's what they do it's capitalism like you know why does it fucking matter if there are other options that you think are gay and stupid or whatever like just don't just buy regular cracker santa and leave it at that you know right i can't i I can't i i i I got too much other stuff going on in my life to wrap my head around people getting mad about them seeing a, a black Santa in a wheelchair at a Target. It's just such a weird thing. And like, obviously, like I got a black friend in a wheelchair. I was like, if I saw that, I'd be like, this might be, I'm not sure if it'd be a gag gift or be like somebody. Be, I'd be like, oh, right. that's, that, that's, a, that's a funny thing. Like, it's, if it, to the extent this is doing anything, it's just like for people who don't see themselves and stuff. You know, it's fine. Yeah, right. Or right. just keep going. The, the things they showed said they were already marked thirty percent off a month ahead of Christmas, so it's obviously not selling well. Right. So like, <laughs> this Target took a shot in the dark and it didn't work. So, but like they they did they did like a whole show about this. We don't need to show this video because it's kind of boring. But like they, the only thing that was notable about it is the uh, Riley Gaines, who we talked about a couple weeks ago. She's the uh, uh, swimmer whose claim to fame is tying for fifth with Leah Thompson, the trans swimmer at a college swim meet. And she's basically turned that into a whole right wing grievance career. So now she who tied for fifth at a swing match is now making a career going on Fox news, talking about trans nutcrackers and how it's offensive to parents. Mm-hmm. Like how is that offensive to 
just keep walking if you don't like your right. kid says, "Mommy, what's that? It's a nutcracker." Fucking keep walking. I don't right. know. To tell you, man, it's like it, it's, it yeah. These people are just like it. so terrified of talking to their kids about anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's their that's their screed. How am I supposed to explain this to my kids? Like I don't know. Just do some yeah. parenting shit. Like that's a huge part of parenting is explaining things to your kids. Just do it, you know, be homophobic, turn them into bigots like you're doing already and just go on about your day. They probably relish getting the opportunity to explain something like this to their kid now that I think about it, because right. it gives them a chance to, you know, go on a tirade about the evils of it and turn turn their children, you know, against these people, too. So, yeah, they're yeah. full of shit. It's also like the implication of Santa gets down a tiny ass chimney with his legs. It's like, no, he's like you said, it's magic. It's fucking he's magic. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's see what we got here. All right, our next honorable mention or our next dumbass on the list. Anyone who thinks George Santos ever heard of jerking off before last week, I actually really like the very end of this clip yeah, here great. from the from the Fox Fox host. Go ahead, Matt. Um, speaking of peel, is it true that you have an OnlyFans page and you can peel a banana with your feet? <laughs> I don't have one and it's, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll indulge you this. I just discovered what OnlyFans was about three weeks ago when it was brought up in a discussion in my office. What do you think? And I was very, I was oblivious to the whole concept. <laughs> uh, uh, you just can't tell the truth. All right. So, um, <laughs> yeah. She hit for me there. Uh, yeah. If you, if you missed it, she goes, ah, you just can't tell the truth. Uh, and the delivery on it was pretty great too. But yeah, this guy, I mean, why even, why? Like, you know, it's such an insane claim to make and you know it's got to sound unbelievable and it doesn't incriminate you to know what OnlyFans is. I bet Drew Morgan's Sunday school ass mama knows what OnlyFans is probably, especially now that her baby boy is on there telling yeah. jokes. But uh, if, if yeah. you guys don't don't know, like what Santos is 35, I believe. There's no way he doesn't know. Any, anyone who spends any time online knows what OnlyFans is. If you don't know, OnlyFans is basically like people mostly do adult content stuff on there, but not necessarily only adults. Some, like some comedians do their comedy content on there because it's like a, it's a place where you can subscribe to people's content or so like Substack or whatever else. But it's mostly adult performers who you can tip or in exchange for their services, you know, stuff they do on camera or whatever. So the reason this came up, George Santos, um, the House Ethics Committee <laughs> put out their findings and their investigation of him and basically were like, yep, he's a lying scumbag who stole a bunch of money. And what he spent that money on was like clothes from Ferragamo, Botox, and OnlyFans, among other shit. Um, I saw people saying he spent $40,000 on OnlyFans, but I can't found any sourcing for that. That would be a lot of money to spend on OnlyFans. Uh, but like some of the details, uh, last November he dropped $6,000 at Ferragamo. Uh, he withdrew $800 in cash at a casino where an aide said he'd like to play roulette. Again, this is donor money. This is not his. not supposed to be doing this. He paid off his rent. He put another thousand dollars in spending money to ATM near his apartment. Um, he uh, his campaign wired him twenty thousand dollars cash after last Thanksgiving without telling donors or the FEC. Uh, his campaign paid for trips to casinos in Atlantic City and and, and the Hamptons. Uh, went to the French fashion house Hermes. Uh, cosmetic like in Botox on at least three different occasions in three different places. Uh, he said it said he personally loaned his campaign $80,000. He said that to make it sound like his campaign was more flush with cash than it was, but he never actually gave that money, but he still paid himself back that money, uh, at least $28,000 of it. Uh, 
where the, where is his campaign get all this money? Like I don't know. Is it like distributed from the the oh, the Republican Party? Some of it do they share that like NFL teams do? And I know you can do your own fundraising, but like he he put yeah. together that much of a war chest that he can just well, blow it all on purses and roulette and whatever. Part of it's just like you're you're a Staten Island Republican and you go like I'm running or long at well, I forget where he's from is Long Island. Uh he just say like you, the local people who are Republicans are gonna donate to your campaign because they want a Republican to represent their district, right? Yeah. But also like his campaign's a lot of fraud. One of his uh campaign uh uh chiefs was like in jail has pled guilty because they're for lying to pretend to be somebody else when they called don big big money donors. And one of the things Santos did, it read to me like he thought he was gonna lose last fall. Because like in the last week of the election, he called two different big money donors and asked if they could kick in $25,000 in last minute financing right before the election. And then he got that money and just paid it to himself. <laughs> so like he wasn't spending it on the campaign. He wasn't trying to fucking win. He just won. Goddamn right. New York Democrats suck. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then you say, sorry if I'm jumping the gun here, but after this report came out or whatever, isn't he already saying he's done? He's not going to run again, but he's going to finish out his term because he makes $180,000 a year. He's not giving that up. Uh, some of the other expenses, he spent, he spent $1,500 in campaign funds at a pet store. Uh, he went to Home Depot. Well, I wonder what George Santos is doing at Home Depot. Uh, yeah, good question. He, uh, he's, like, he'd spent money on a hotel that he wrote, said was a campaign expense, but he was on social media at the time. In the Hamptons, not doing anything campaign related, and hotel rooms have dates attached to the bookings. That's just fucking stupid. Uh, other records show that Santos charged the campaign for taxi and hotel charges in Vegas at a time when he was supposed to be on his honeymoon. And that is how I found out George Santos was married. <laughs> uh huh. I did not know that. He got married a few months ago, and how he announced it was after Diane Feinstein died, he soft-launched his husband in a condolences tweet. Let me read this to you. My husband, Matt, no one, no one knew he was married at this point, right? My husband, Matt, and I are heartbroken by the news of the passing of Senator Feinstein. So he bank-shotted his husband announcement mm-hmm. off the death of Diane Feinstein. <laughs> right. Who also presumably doesn't. It doesn't hit for his people or whatever, presuming that he has people. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I'm know. wondering. Yeah. I'm wondering if they'll expel him. Cause like Mike Johnson, whose whole existence in his head is diametrically opposed to everything Santos stands for. Cause he could see, he would consider himself a person of integrity. He's not whatever's going on. With Mike Johnson's finances are fucking crazy. And no one's figured it out yet. Cause he's rich, but no one can find it on paper. Um, but a person of personal integrity, hardcore Christian, anti-gay, Right. But he's not moving to expel Santos because he needs his vote. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, all these people uh, suck. I'm not saying that Santos should Santos should be expelled for a litany of financial crimes. Not any not anything going on in his personal life. I don't even care that he stole shoes in Brazil. All right. That's between him and whoever's credit card he stole. But stealing the still the disabled vet's dog sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stealing his roommate's scarf sucks. Uh, and I can't believe this guy got elected to Congress. Uh, but one last funny bit that came out of this, uh, this OnlyFans model, Layla Lewis, uh, said that she figured out if this story came out that he was one of her subscribers to her content and said he, he once had her rate his dick 
Uh, let me quote here from her. This guy was so to be ha 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 ha. The porn star posted. Uh, I rated his dick. She alleged. Asked by a follower to make the congressman's rating public. She said, "I think he deleted his account." Uh, so at least he was smart enough to delete his OnlyFans after. He so I don't know how to to say this, but like, I don't. I didn't think Layla Lewis would be George Santos's type. If if you catch my drift, <laughs> right? I don't know what is because he was married to a woman before. Yeah. Like he's like he's just uh, he's out there partying, man. Maybe he's, yeah. maybe he's uh, bisexual. Just pansexual, bisexual, whatever. Yeah. He's, he says he identifies as gay now, but also uh, no one knows what his real name is. He has like five different aliases. So, right. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sooner lasso the moon and make any sense out of him and his uh, his doings. But yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. Listen, y'all hit us with some questions and comments, uh, and we'll wrap up this holiday edition, Thanksgiving edition of the Skews. Um, what's your favorite Thanksgiving a- thing, Mark? Stuffing. There you um, go, my man. Good. Uh, I uh, I do one more holiday present for uh, the skewers. Uh, Lauren Bobert apparently definitely thinks she's going to lose this fall, next fall. Um, she, remember, she only won by six hundred six votes last year, and you famously yeah. made a she, post about she lost. <laughs> yes, I just but yeah, one of my videos that I make, I made one dunking on her for losing, uh, mm-hmm. and then she ended up winning. So yeah, uh, so. Colorado is going to have two ballot initiatives on the ballot next fall. One's related to abortion. Other ones uh, related to ranked choice voting. Now we already know what abortion has done to turnout in states that have had it on the ballot for uh, Democrats uh, and uh, ranked choice voting. Her opposition. Let me read this to you. I will oppose this effort to rigor electoral system in Colorado with everything I have. So I like ranked choice voting. Um, I would like to be able to vote my preferences and also strategically at the same time. For example, if uh, there was, if RFK Jr. wasn't insane and I could do RFK, then Biden, so my vote would count, but I could express frustration with my Biden, the frustrations I have with the Biden administration, that would hit for me. Mm-hmm. It also should, in theory, hit for a politician like Lauren Boebert, who's anti-establishment, right? You could make the case, vote for me, but your vote will still count for Republican if you want to vote the establishment candidate too. The problem is, She's become embarrassing to the Republican establishment. She also is the Republican establishment. Right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I just think it's funny that uh, she is uh, very, very afraid. Her challenger has raised a shit ton of money and she has almost none. So uh, yeah. good luck well, out there, Laura. Fingers crossed, baby. Debbie Lynn Robinson is back. Longtime skewer says hit that like button. Thank you, Debbie Lynn. Yeah, like, subscribe, tell your friends, do all the internet stuff. It hits for us, apparently. Christopher Bestland. Says I give Santos a ten out of ten dick rating. I get it because he's a huge dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a. I don't know what he's looked like, but he, he actually, in fact, is a huge dick. I like. I, yes. Drew was like trying to make because Drew's on posting a lot of comedy content on OnlyFans. He was trying to do a bit about Santos subscribing to his OnlyFans and mm-hmm. was asking asking us for like information about more more what his deal was. And I was like, that's like a dissertation, right? <laughs> He's only been the public eye for less than a year, and I couldn't even begin to describe yeah. what his thing is. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let me ask you this. Before, let me read this first. Red Wave of Ketchup says, I live in Ben Bobert's district. She is done. Well, from your lips to the fake Lord's ears or for your fingertips to the fake Lord's ears, as the case might be. Um, Mark, you said stuff in a minute ago, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, like... Do you call it stuffing regardless of whether it came out of the bird's ass or not? 
I don't think I've ever had it inside the bird. See, me neither, do I don't think. And you yeah. still call it stuffing. I do too. Me and Corey got in a huge argument on well read a couple of years ago because he was accosting me saying that that ain't stuffing. He was like, that's dressing. That ain't stuffing. And uh, it turned into this whole thing. And I was like, I don't give a shit. It used interchangeably. But also I used to, in my head, where I'm from, dressing was like like cornbread dressing specifically, which is a different thing than like uh, what I call stuffing, which is like the hidden homemade version of what you get in like stovetop or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like with, with bread, like croutons or however, you know, uh, dried out bread. So oh, Nor- Norcog says, why is stuffing called dressing in some places? See, there you go. Corey. It's from a place that calls it that. And uh, I don't know. He says it's because it's not, if it ain't, if it didn't come out of the bird, you can't call it stuff in according to Corey. But like, like you said, who, how many people even do it in the bird anymore? Uh, Kush stick kill us as we have dressing in West Tennessee. We have dressing where I'm from too, but I guess they, the two things are, you know, you can have cornbread or the other type of, and call it either depending on where you live. But in my head, they were two separate things. Stuffing in the bird, dressing not, I question, says. See, I question that, I question, because I don't think uh, most people use it that way. Mark just proved that he doesn't, so, you know. I I think it, it I, I mean, we always use them interchangeably in our family, and they never, uh, we never did inside the bird. But also stovetop hits, they call it stuffing, it comes out of the box. So Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, Sharon Gunderson says, stressing, sure. I would think the etymology is the same, because a, a turkey. That would be like gutting it. So it'd be like it was you're taking stuff, dressing. I would think it means like the same thing as gutting, like field dressing. So that was probably inside the bird. I don't know. It doesn't call mm-hmm. it what you want to call it. Just eat it. It's good. Yeah. Um, stressing. <laughs> Sharon, Sharon yeah. said she it stressing. Kate Flanagan says, "Love the mustache." Thank you, Kate. I don't know how long it'll be around for, but I used to I used to grow some pretty serious mustache mustaches. Uh, for uh, Bonnaroo every year when I was going to Bonnaroo in my twenties, I'd get it fired up months in advance. And I mean, I could like, you know, curl it up at a certain point. I wouldn't keep it curled up, but I mean, they were like, and at, at, at Bonnaroo, huge hit, bro. People loved it. They were getting catcalled all the way yeah. by everybody, you know, for my mustache. My dad always had a beard, but he would grow his mustache, like his handlebars out. And when he was feeling fancy, he'd get the mustache wax and do like the, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not yeah. ironically, like you thought he, he, he fucking looked right. fly. I was like, he had, he had a, like a, one of those leather wet, like we got dressed up. He'd have that mustache like that. And he had a let, like a leather duster long coat that he wear, like when he was feeling real pimpish. So, yeah. That sounds pimpish <laughs> to me. Yeah, I, I had mustache wax for a long time, uh, but I ain't, I ain't been rocking the mustache for at least a couple of years. So I've lost it. I'll have to buy me some more if I want to have any. Hmm. Uh, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to try to make me some little miniature pecan pies. I'm going to a potluck. Feels better than just like a big pie, little you know, personal mm-hmm. additions. We'll see how that goes. I think uh, pecan, 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 however you want to say it. Pecan, that, was yeah. pecan. that was his favorite pie. I think it's probably my favorite Thanksgiving pie is, is, is pecan. It is mine, too. Very. Mm-hmm. I know they're not you know exclusive to the south but it feels like very southern uh, mm-hmm. dessert and i like you know i like pumpkin i like sweet potato also but pecan is definitely um my favorite of those pies for show mm-hmm. uh mountain bike fan says pecan not pecan yeah you probably just notice i use them I, I switch it up if i want to sound more country i guess i go give me a pecan pie but if i'm just talking regular i say pecan pie so, mm-hmm. 
You know, there was this group I did a thing for a fundraiser for, and they tried to, uh, they wanted to send me some real fancy ass pecans in the mail. And I was excited about that because I knew I'd be making pecan pie soon. And the goddamn state of California shut it down. It's, it, it's illegal somehow because they're pecans in the shell or something. And wherever they were sourced from, California's mm-hmm. like, you can't send that here. So I had them, I had to have them send it to my in laws in West Tennessee where you know, I'll be at Christmas time. And then I guess I'll be illegally smuggling nuts back into the state <laughs> of California. And now I've said that publicly. So I might go to a nut jail. Um, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Shouldn't talk yeah. about crimes you're planning on your podcast here, but you know, I, I haven't driven. I haven't driven into California in a long time, but I just remember they have those like they like the basically a, cu- a custom station where you have they to do. clear like uh, like yeah. I don't and know probably for, it's for that type of shit. I as I recall, like agricultural stuff, you know, plants uh-huh. and that type of shit. But yeah, yes, I didn't know that either. When we but when we moved out here from Tennessee, and drove into California, yeah, they got like a like you said, like a customs station basically. <laughs> Scotty Lewis says nut smuggler. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, got this mustache. I was thinking also, um, gay nutcracker and black disabled Santa. Like I'd read that graphic novel. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. comic strip with those guys in it. What about a nut- Hallmark movie where they, they fall in love? Yeah. <laughs> Joe says Nut Jail is ran by Santos. He certainly belongs there. Yeah, Mister. It, it, it's a private prison owned by Mister Peanut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, what was the what was the deal with Mr. Peanut? He uh like years and years ago that publicity stunt. We didn't even mention Snoop Dogg, but you compared the two. They like what'd they do? They killed Mr. Peanut off or something. Two weeks before uh, the Super Bowl, they actually like Mr. Peanut had died. I was like, they're they're setting up a peanut, the Super Bowl commercial, yeah. and lo and behold, that's what they did. So if you guys have missed the Snoop Dogg thing, uh Vince says Nut Smuggler is my new drag name. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh so uh Snoop Dogg made a big statement last week that he was giving up smoke. Like yeah. like Snoop Dogg was going to stop smoking weed. Everybody's like, it doesn't. Like, he must have a real problem if he's like. But then it turns out it was all set up for a viral ad campaign for like a backyard smokeless fire pit that he's endorsing. He's like, right. this is fucking lame, dude. <laughs> so lame. Yeah, I, what where I was seeing stuff, I didn't see many people buying it from the jump. Like in like the Reddit post about it and everything, but it still was a misdirect because most of the most of the. uh postulating that I saw was people guessing that he was about to put out a line of edibles or something. Yeah, that's what I thought said, too. Like, yeah. I've given up smoke and people are like, he's about to drop an edible line, something like that. I, I didn't see anybody successfully guess that it was a smokeless fire pit that he was pitching, but nobody guessed it. Cause it's the lamest possible fucking thing he could have done. Right. Like it's like, it's like, this is not dude. Mid nineties. Snoop would hate old Snoop so much. <laughs> Yeah, he, he you know bikes pies with Martha Stewart and stuff like that now. Yeah, you know. which we all get old and mellow kinda, out. It's not, I'm about yeah. to say, I'm about to say, it kind of hits for me. He's like, yeah, yeah he turned into old, you know, Uncle Snoop or whatever. It is not. funny that like he's best friends with Martha Stewart. One of them went to prison, and it was yeah. not Snoop Dogg. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, that is hilarious. Yeah. DP, it's an interesting name. Says Happy Turkey Day, everybody. Yes, enjoy. This holiday, you know, get your fat on, baby. Is it at all like Thanksgiving's cool, right? And it's got like dubious uh, and dubious origin story, but we can just ignore all that, right? Like we don't have to. Yeah. We just back. Ah, it's about eating food and giving thanks or whatever. You know, I know we screwed over the Indians, but we don't have to make it any kind of, you know, yeah. 
I that part that don't thing. have to be relevant. It's just the story you're all told in like third grade or whatever. <laughs> my, uh, yeah, right. Like it, it, my, my two favorite holidays are, uh, I mean, I like to be with my family on Christmas and stuff, but personal enjoyment wise, my two favorite holidays are July 4th and Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. there's no gift giving obligations. You know, it doesn't have to be a family thing if you don't want it to be. Not that my family doesn't hit for me. It's, it's like I just enjoy hanging out with friends and barbecuing and cooking turkey and watching football. And it's like, it's just like, uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a cool day. No, no religious overtones, nothing. You don't please. If you find yourself talking about colonialism at Thanksgiving, just right. like. Uh, right. Yeah. There's no. First semester, your first semester freshman year is going to be over soon enough. But just like, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Former fat kid, big, big food lover. I'm a huge fan of Thanksgiving, so I hope y'all have a uh, a wonderful one. And uh, we'll be back next week. Remember, go TreyCrowder.com. Check out my dates. Check out the book, Round Here and Over Yonder. And support this show on Patreon and get some bonus apps for your trouble. Either way, we appreciate it. And if you keep coming back to the main show, we'll, be, we'll, we'll do the same. So we'll see you next Tuesday. Love you. Bye. Happy Turkey Day.